There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about wop, wop, wop. <laughs> we are talking about the science of genital arousal, inspired by the Queens, Cardi B, and Megan D. Stallion. <laughs> well, this will be an interesting one, given that we're just two gay men talking about <laughs> wet and gushy, um, and probably have the least experience out of anyone on the planet. Hey, With speak for yourself. Yeah, no, Greg has other <laughs> myriads of experience, but I have basically zero. That um, one gushy macaroni. Uh, and a oh my gosh, how's uh, it going? Great. <laughs> Anything to do with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion makes things great. Wow. Yeah, you're a stan, huh? Well, I don't know. I'm just like not I, that I'm not. I'm just like not as culturally aware of music as you are. But do you That's not think that Cardi B is? brilliant yeah i think she's hilarious i like her music as much as i like like i don't listen to a lot of rap or hip-hop so i don't come across but i force you to watch her interviews yeah yeah Yeah, i think she's hilarious i think she's smart i think she's interesting and a little bit crazy and so yeah i think it's like she's a very amazing entertainer for sure as somebody who doesn't know that much about her like b- backstory other than from like what I hear from you. Yeah. But honestly, also like the, we'll get into it, but um, we're actually switching the order of the podcast. We're doing study time first to talk about what, 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 because we need to talk about it ASAP. And then we, yeah. what we, we figured like we might play around and do our main topic earlier. And then I, you know, you literally just said this, yeah, but, then, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like talking out loud. Like we're going to experiment. Cause then when people come for the first time, they get what they're coming for first. And then our, what do you speaks will still be there about science at the end you're shaking in your boots um, about so we'll it see but i'm end. like literally like oh my god which button is which mitch i always is, forget yeah i know and i feel like you're ner- mitch i love change i'm like change 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 <laughs> but i know mitch you don't necessarily love change so you're feeling good about it though. time to acclimatize to change and so i didn't know we were doing that this episode it was just brought up the I other day and then house. i'm like ah. okay we're doing that now and i'm like okay mentally going through how are we gonna change the podcast but it should be fine <laughs> We can relax. We'll make it through. And if you hate it, you can just let us know and we'll go back to the other way. Okay, let's but, get um, into it. Yeah, let's get into some WAP signs of arousal. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. <laughs> We're talking um, about Cardi B and then it's like studded. It's like a little like, <laughs> little, like beep out study time. Study time. Study time. There's some hoes in this house. So, <laughs> obviously, we're going to be talking about like WAP and the science of arousal, but should we talk about the music video first? Yeah, for sure. Ju- I- for anyone who doesn't know, can you give us 
a summary, Greg, of, of the music what? video. Iconic. And and just the song in general. Okay, so um uh the video is actually based on an old movie called BAPS, which I recently Whoa, had to okay. watch because of my other podcast plug, Can I Speak to the Manager, where we were doing Halle Berry. And it's a Halle Berry movie. And it's like about um, two black females who are like wanting to audition to be in a music video. Then they're swept up by this like white guy who was like, you should come <laughs> to like where my it's 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 like this absurd plot where it's essentially. These... Was it a popular movie or it was? Yes, just... it was oh, a it was. similar time of Clueless. In fact, it's oh. like here. Let's talk about white privilege it's like clueless is this iconic movie mm -hmm. but this movie I, okay i watched it it is so funny it's sort of about these like two black women in this like rich uppity white man's house and just like there's like a scene where like they eat this like disgusting unseasoned white food and they go and like <laughs> make this amazing it's just like this movie could be made now it's like it's it's so like clueless and that iconic 90s comedy but maybe not as famous i think obviously because you know, white privilege. Like at the time, that's like what was mainstream and that's what was Fair. popular. So this music video is a is call homage to that. To that movie, which I think is awesome. And I never I didn't know that when I watched the video. I just watched the video as like, oh, this is a very hilarious, creative, like mm -hmm. it, when it came out, I actually remember where I was because we were <laughs> we were camping or we didn't have reception when it came out. And then I remember coming back into the internet and it was just like what Wow, wow. And then I, I didn't know, like I kind of saw like Twitter photos and things like that. And then I was driving home from somewhere and I like put it on my iPhone and I actually like, like a clown face was like, <laughs> like I remember I was just like smiling. Cause it was like, it made me like aroused. It reminded me of like the shock and awe of like when you're young and you hear like, Something dirty, kind of inappropriate or yes. that you're not supposed to be. Or like you sneak downstairs and watch like Oz at night because there's like gay sex scenes and your parents are upstairs and you're just like pretending like yes. if they come down, you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Oh my God. We were thinking how we have to make that meme of like, you know, those memes of the two hands coming together of muscle hands and it's like gays <laughs> and straight men. And it's like the connection is Oz. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like a very masculine show, but there was gay sex in it. Yeah. Um, how did we get here? I forget. Arousal. Here we are. Oh, I was just, I absolutely like loved the song. I thought it was so like, I do think it is just like female empowerment. Like this is the things that like people, oh my God, people got upset about it. It's like, do you listen to rap? Also, have you listened to any other Megan Thee Stallions or Cardi B songs? They're already talking about these things. It's just that they're so mainstream now. I think that's like freaking decades ago. Eminem was literally saying faggot in his songs. and eminem was like killing women and you're okay <laughs> like i mean the, the main person who comes to mind is like the literal worst not worse like the funny pathetic man of ben shapiro so funny because he tried to come for them and it was like he was absolutely like roasted on the internet which to me was very satisfying because it's hard to roast him because he's absurd and just says annoying things but this was a type of roast that was so good because it's like you're just a loser like we all well it was that. like he was afraid to say the word pussy and it's like all these people who are like oh this guy owns people he's so <laughs> you know he can always crush anyone in a debate it's like that's who you look up to this guy who's afraid to say <laughs> the p word what uh, <laughs> p word it's or did so he like i don't know i just saw clips of that and people being like really <laughs> and he didn't he also like we're gonna maybe talk about this in our science but wasn't he also being like well i think that means you have a gynecologist like you need to go see a gynecologist if it's wet because that's a problem <laughs> and then people were like ben you know that like 
happens, right? Like, does your wife never <laughs> get poor. wet? You're poor. Well, obviously, imagine having to have sex with Ben Shapiro. That's the driest thing I could think of. Oh, my God. Also, he's just... <laughs> he, I know. I don't know. That was also part of why I thought it was so funny because it was like him feeling that he's... Oh, this is an inappropriate thing for our daughters. The wet ass P word. Like, when I saw him <laughs> reading it, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, my God. So, again, Cardi B also just brilliant at roasting these, like, like pathetic... Fragile. It is interesting because we just watched the music video before <laughs> recording this, just as like a little refresher. But it is funny to realize how many words are bleeped out in the video version that's on YouTube. The dangly thing in the back of your throat. Okay, iconic line, and they they they, they, they bleep like every word, of, like every word of it. <laughs> also, like, I think wet and gushy works. Yeah. Like I really think like sometimes like it's hard to like transfer to like the radio version, but wet and gushy to me is like almost more like satisfying. And as we get into today like talking about arousal men and women and the gushiness that is our genitals <laughs> when we're turned on gushy is a great word so like i i just even liked that like they obviously had to sit down and be like okay so what can we say instead and i'm like i like that they went with like onomatopoeia like gushy is that onomatopoeia yeah, i mean like gush gush Gush, I, gush? Yeah, I guess gush sure yeah wait so. you're not you don't believe me why don't you think that is well gushy is not onomatopoeia isn't it because it's the it's the noise you'd be like gushy gushy <laughs> do people do that i've never heard someone go gushy, don't you gushy. don't you think that gushy comes from the sound that it makes that you're trying to describe i've never thought that but you're not wrong in and if not moment. then cardi b made it an onomatopoeia <laughs> Well, shall we get into a study? Speaking of gushy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Do you want to do yours first? Sure, 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 sure. I love it. Sure, sure, sure. I love sure, sure. it. Right, well, oh, yeah, what, we don't hit study you... time. Never mind. Okay, here we go. So mind is about understanding sexual arousal and subjective versus genital arousal desynchrony in women. So this okay, is... Okay, now in English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, literally, that's so funny because I read the title and was like, what? Then I read the whole study and was like, brilliant study. Why don't you just... Like, I sometimes I'm like, science, just, just like, chill out. Get off your pedestal and speak English. Um, so it's really interesting because like in another bout of the patriarchy and science, slosh patriarchy in, world, in the world, there is a pill you can take as a man for sexual arousal viagra like we know uh that it works and it has you know <laughs> designed fda approved a long time ago but the same thing doesn't exist for women and a lot of the reason is a lack of studying a lack of funding a lack of women in stem it's a big issue but we're getting to this point now where women are really starting to understand sexuality how it works to hopefully get to the point where they can also have a drug for arousal okay cool and this but, study is about that? Yeah. So the reason that there isn't one right now. So Viagra is also called Sildenafil. You know what I mean? Like if you went yep. to the pharmacy, Sildenafil, yep. please. <laughs> if you don't want to be embarrassed when you're like going to the pharmacy and asking for I need more Sildenafil. Exactly. That's actually so <laughs> Sildenafil. They're like, what? You, know, you come on. Sildenafil. <laughs> oh, you mean Viagra? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> okay. Because there's actually two accepted types of arousal in women. So there's general, genital, not general, <laughs> genital arousal, which leads to a wet ass pussy. Okay, so this is the one that Cardi B is talking about. Okay. Which also means vasocongestion of the vagina, which is the same thing as vasocongestion of the penis, which is like right. blood flow to it. It enlarges. You get a boner. And congestion sounds bad, but I imagine it just means blood stays there. Like it's congested. Like, it, is that right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like when you're congested, oh, that doesn't sound like a good thing. That doesn't sound hot. Like when your nose is like congested, but I guess baby. it's because it's like inflamed, right? Yeah. 
yeah sorry so yeah exactly like congestion doesn't have to be a bad thing but maybe in your nose it's not but in your vagina and penis it's good um it's essentially the swelling of body tissues due to increased blood flow um clitoral clitoral okay guy clitoral what is clitor- that? what's that <laughs> clitoral engorgement increased heart rate sweating erection of nipples flushing of the skin these are um genital arousal in women and this leads to vaginal lubrication and hence a wet ass pussy so in (laughs) (laughs) well it's true okay then there's subjective arousal which is separate and this is the positive mental engagement and focus in response to sexual stimuli within a woman um so because of these two sort of ways of being aroused most often it happens uh in tandem but in women some women you can have one over the other sometimes you can be mentally aroused and not Mm. have genital arousal or have genital arousal and not be mentally aroused and so because these pathways are different it makes it and actually in many ways looking at this it's it's much more complex like is what i was thinking is that it's actually like i don't know i was reading this study like getting turned on like it was just like (laughs) it was just like very beautiful i think maybe as like a yeah question do you not think that men can't like I, I understand that maybe it's different but i imagine this that so men can have genital arousal without being mentally aroused okay so maybe not as common this is what i find so fascinating and why wop is actually incredible it's because okay i'm going to skip to like a different part of this but a lot of the reason why there might be an issue with <laughs> mental arousal within women is a psychosocial issue that comes from the fact that women are not t- taught like gay men like this is a something I've learned about in psych- psychology studies to accept pleasure as a kid. Hmm. WAP is a new song. Oh my God. I'm getting mad at Ben Shapiro in my head. I'm like, I hate him so much, but it's like, we teach men to own their arousal from a young mm. age. Sexuality is given to them. It's something that they take. And what this study is really getting to the bottom of is that the psychosocial aspect of sexuality within women, because it has been taught to be so shameful because it is something that our parents will, you know, like make jokes about with their sons, but they won't make jokes about with women. There's a lot of social pressure to not be sexual as a woman. So then maybe that you're saying that connection between the physical turned on and the mental turned on is almost like severed. It's severed, but all like, so yes, there's, there's that part of it, but also from a neurological perspective, this study, when you actually break it down, it is a more distinct thing within women than it is within men to have that two separate types of arousal. Yes. You're right. In the sense that like, of course, nothing is binary. There's a lot of nuance to all of this, but they have found through studying people that like with Viagra, with getting an erection, there is less of a split between men and their boners. And there's like psychosexual relation to what's happening. Yeah. And to be fair, it's like, even if I wasn't aroused mentally at first, if I got a boner, I'm probably just like, well, okay, might as well be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I might not have thought it, but I guess I am. <laughs> and, and it's hard to decipher exactly where this is coming from. But if there's there's one thing that you can understand, it's that like from a psychosocial perspective, we know that we do not teach sexuality to women mm-hmm. the same way we teach it to men. Right. Yeah. So who knows if the roles were reversed, if we lived in a different type of society, maybe through a lot of like large scale psychological studies, they would find this issue in men. Sure. It still exists within men for sure, but it's actually, it actually one study found that it existed more in gay men, which is interesting mm-hmm. because we also aren't taught to own our sexuality. Right. Like, or you have shame around your sexuality, ex- exactly. around literally sex and the way you think about it, that you would feel ashamed to connect those 
the brain to the body in that sense. And they also found that for um, the mental sexual arousal in women to, um, so they have more issues around being mentally turned on when they are being self-critical of themselves. And a lot of the reason when sex really works for women based on this study is when they can see that their partner is being aroused. So it's like, there is, it's like, cause then you feel confident, feel confident. And it's almost about like going outward versus inward. Like they find that sometimes like mm. they would literally like study them in all these fascinating ways. But it was like when people, yeah. Like when women got like a little in their head is when it started to be harder for them to connect their potentially like wet ass P word <laughs> to their brain. And it's like, that's just so interesting. Cause it's just, it's just one of those reasons why WAP, the song is actually so fucking powerful. It's kind important. of, it's like owning that. It's, it's owning being it. like women are sexual. Yes. They can choose if and when and where they want to be sexual at their own time. And yes. And yeah. it's about, it's like, it's like also there's like the lyrics are so powerful. They're like, they're, they're about, you know, pleasuring the man, but also owning it, like being okay to be in your head and be like, F yeah, let dangle thing at the back of my throat. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like, oh, it's just, when I was reading the study, it made me really realize that this song, I didn't know how and why I thought it was so important and I loved it so much. But this study was like, <laughs> it's written by, you know, like, like scientists. Send that to Cardi B. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe she read it ahead of time. And Honestly, she was like, I need to write a song about exactly. this. Exactly. She's so freaking smart. Like she understands how like society should run. I would vote for her anyway. <laughs> I would. She's so smart. Um, I think she's smart, but she's not a politician. No, no, and she has already she said doesn't she doesn't think want she to wants to be. But, but it's like cool that she uses her smart. and she uses her platform to talk about those things. And even having someone like Bernie Sanders come and do an Instagram live, yeah, like, she obviously is aware and cares about how politics affect people. So obviously, she's aware of how social issues affect people as well. And I think that's awesome. So, um, yeah, so female sexual arousal actually will always start with getting wet which I thought was kind of interesting. It's like the bit, the basal vaginal fluid is produced from like glands. Um, so these are some of the names, abdominal peritoneal cavity, the fallopian tubes, the uterus, I know the cervix, <laughs> the vaginal wall, the Bartholin's glands. And so that is enough wetness to prevent adhesion like during sex. So that's like wet enough for the penis to go in and out and for it to work. Mm-hmm. But the vasocongestion and uh, DHEA, dehi- dehydroepina, Androsterone. Cool. Got it. <laughs> a <Love> hormone. That <laughs> one. Yeah. Or what facilitate like even more lubrication. And that's when there will be a decrease in pain and it'll like actually become something that will like pleasure mm-hmm. the man and the woman further. And the DHEA is something like that uh, hormone that's been studied like on mice. They just like apply it topically and they find that they the mice get more wet. Um, and then there was also an interesting part of the study, which was that genital arousal after exercise for women, uh, was higher. This is not mental. This is genital arousal. Actually, after exercise, after, after exercise they would actually like produce once they more fluid. engage in sexual behavior. Or you mean just exercise in itself, exercise in itself. So they have what they do, what they did is they, um, made women exercise. Then they, the control group was to watch nature videos okay and then like the other group sexual watched videos. sexual videos I see. Okay. and the people who exercised um before and watched the sexual mm. videos were Had a higher response yeah more wet than the people who didn't exercise watch the sexual videos but when they watched the normal videos it's not like they were just like getting wet from nature it wasn't like you know what i mean like the exercise and then watching it wasn't like the exercise was making them wet it was exercise and then a sexually arousing video made them more wet 
Okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting. It's like if you, I don't know. No, that's really interesting. I I wonder what it is that does that. Was there any theories that were proposed? Like something that your body creates while you exercise or maybe just because your blood's flowing more? No, there weren't any theories. Like I mean, But it was all, they're all trying to find out as much as they can to eventually be able to market and make a drug for women like Viagra to ensure that like there's equal playing field in that because sexual arousal is really important. And if... There could be a drug that helps uh, with either genital arousal and mental arousal, or hopefully both. That's an amazing resource for um, sexual health. For sure. That's really cool. I should say um, one study I came across, but isn't my actual study time, was about pornography and how women are just as equally turned on from pornography as men are. And I'm sure that comes around with stigma that like men watch porn and women don't. And whether or not that like the percentages of people who do engage with it, it was interesting to see like, yes, of course women are turned on just as much with pornography. And I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It reminds me of that. It's like, yeah, we pretend like they're not. But. I know, and it's just like it's just so I don't know. I'm just yeah. This There's study, like these cultural ideas of what exactly. a woman should be, and what things are for men. And I, I think that this video and WAP and everything is tearing those down. And I think it's so interesting to see reactions from men. I know we're we're, we're picking on Ben Shapiro because I think he represents maybe what a lot of people men were thinking at the time. Where it's just like you, there's such a double standard here. You wouldn't react if this was a man singing about his boner. You wouldn't. You it wouldn't even have crossed your mind to to talk about it, to speak about it, to say that it's disgusting, to say it's inappropriate for little girls. And that just shows you that you're treating those little girls differently than you're treating those little boys. And that's I never thought there would be a direct connection through a study that I found. In fact, when I started reading the study, I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was just wanting to learn about sexual arousal. And I actually thought it was going to be about men too, but it wasn't. (laughs) Um, And it was just so interesting because I was like, this is exactly what people need. Like we need to be, make sure that, I mean, I can kind of relate as a gay man. It's like, it's so sad. And I still see it in my life now that I wasn't able to, as a young person, own the fact that I was being turned on by a variety of things. I, I was being turned on by women. I still think in some ways I am like, I was, I was, I, don't, I was very turned on while reading about what's happening. I don't know. And just like, I like, there's just like sexuality. It is fluid. Wet and, it's wet and gushy. It's fluid. And it's just like, we need to allow people to explore that and to feel comfortable with that from a young age, obviously through sexual education in order to have these stigmas decrease so that we can ensure that they actually can be aroused and have a proper sexual like life. It's so interesting. It's like so often are we taught through like religion and these things that the right thing to do is to suppress it as if teaching kids about sexuality and owning their bodies is a bad thing when really the science is telling us it's the exact opposite. For sure. Yeah, I yeah. know. I think that's really true. I think it, it speaks to the idea of when you repress anything, whether that's from whatever source or just society at large. Like people are so afraid of young people going and having sex. And it's like the repression is probably going to make that worse. Like you you should rather educate someone. Exactly. You should rather explain to them how they can do it safely and just be aware and educated than try to pretend it's not a thing and that it's so dangerous you'll die. Or like just, you know, there's all exactly. these like stories built around sexuality and things that kids are and probably finding out younger, but always were finding out young, right? Like kids become 
sexual really young and whether or not they're active is different in their sexuality but like when you're a young kid you quickly explore and find out what is what so and it's, there's so many psychological reasons why too when you hold things from people it becomes more curious to them like if mm-hmm. you're open and you're talking about things it becomes more normalized it becomes less risky and you're not going to go do things behind people's back you can actually talk to your parents and it's so weird to me i wonder where in human evolution or cultural evolution the idea of sex being so taboo came and i don't know if it's religion i don't know if it's like you know obviously other animals other creatures that that i think about probably have sex publicly so uh, humans are one of the few animals i read this once i think there was like one other funny one that that choose to have sex not openly like go somewhere else and be alone yes yeah yeah there's i mean i could understand that could be like and i've like to protect yourself when you're vulnerable maybe like that you'd want to be somewhere private maybe that's the instinct but yeah it's just just interesting that it in most every culture it seems it's like really taboo to even talk to your kids about sex education right parents are sometimes mortified to have to even acknowledge and so that. are kids like we yeah, yeah. yeah kids it goes like, both ways dads, and dads. maybe that reinforces it where kids don't want a picture but then why is that you know it just makes me curious but well i, don't have I think an for i don't i don't have a direct answer but i mean i think obviously religion and culture and society is a really unique part mm-hmm. about being human it's a fascinating part about being human. right it's why they're just it's so important we to make Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, it's like, obviously, we can say like, it's damaging to like, you know, I'm sure. I mean, every, everything and not everything, but lots of things had their time in place and I'm sure could have had like benefits to society, but no longer do. Like there's lots of things that have changed culturally through the thousands of years of time that you're like, Oh, it actually made sense then to do these practices because of the way the world is. And it doesn't anymore, but we still follow it as tradition and we can talk about changing those things. now. Yeah. And I just like, I'm just like happy to be alive when this song is out. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Well, okay. I'm, <laughs> That was I'm so genuine. And I'm so being artist. so genuine. And I <laughs> like, genuinely... I'm just happy to be alive when WAP came out. Like, <laughs> I'm not what kidding. Other gen- people are like, oh, I'm so happy I grew up in the 70s. Like, hippies. And Ew, people, no. People are like... <laughs> you're like, I'm so happy to be alive in the WAP era. <laughs> I'm Okay, I'm I'm fully, like, like hand over my heart. I'm actually so serious. Like, even the 70s, I'm like, think about the oppression of, like, women. The oppression of, like, race. Like, obviously, those things are still happening now. But it is a sign. Like, it is a sign that we are progressing that things like this can come out it can be like the most watched 
video that like it's a TikTok trend. Like like no every artist would be killing to have their song mm. become like this trend, which it is on TikTok. Like I'm actually I'm actually like fully serious. <laughs> and like <laughs> um yeah, no, I like I, I hand over my heart. I'm a lot uh I can only be happy to be alive as the world I think is still progressing forward for many people. And I hope that it continues that way. And we just have to make sure that it does. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I'm like crying. I'm like, I'm like literally <laughs> when Gucci, when us pussy, like I just can't leave it. Like it is like played up if you You do talk like that though. In day-to-day basis, not just on this podcast. Like you'll bring it up. <laughs> you're like, it, it just is so iconic. And it is. Well, but, we have to take things where we can right now. Yeah, the world's masked and it's like, yeah. I was going to say, before I jump into my study, was just thinking about what it means to be a gay man who is so dumb when it comes to female anatomy. I feel like I I want to be such a feminist and an ally to women, but Mm -hmm. then sometimes I have those moments when I'm like, I actually don't know anything. Like, there are sometimes these trends on TikTok where girls (laughs) will, like, be like, only the girls will get it, and they'll, like, talk about something to do with, like, periods, and and you... As a dumb, stupid boy, sometimes I don't know if it's a joke or if they're serious. That's so interesting because at least like you guys are saying like uh, a man in a heterosexual relationship would Might maybe have, have like more conversation. They'd be like, oh my God, like they yeah, have more, to deal like, with oh, periods period, on a regular period but blood. Even still like straight guys, I think can be very ignorant of female anatomy. So I think these jokes on TikTok are f- to fool the whole like, hmm. you know, all men who have never dealt with it personally but then i think sometimes it's like true it's like someone will be like i just realized my best friend didn't realize who's a guy like that girls go through this and then i'm like holy shit is that true oh my god i didn't know that i'm 32 um so yeah we gotta ask our because it's like that's the funny thing because it is also it's it's been made private you know what i mean it is part of that thing and as especially as gay men it's like i don't even get to have like experience with it at all but it's so funny because i'm like thinking okay it's like as gay men we're always around women like we grew up with women what was, what was that what's that meme where it's like gay guys in high school and it's like i'm willing to make i'm willing to make an allyship <laughs> what is it it's like i'm Thor open Thor. to alliances oh, yeah, i'm open to alliances that's every gay guy to women to girls in high school i'm open to alliances um so I do think it's interesting because it's like we spend so much more time around women. And like for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, if I want advice or if I want to talk to someone intelligent, I go to a woman. And mm-hmm. but then it's like, you're right, but we don't have to interact with them necessarily sexually. And that's where the conversations we're talking today mm-hmm. are about. And they wouldn't necessarily like at that age, young girls may not feel comfortable talking to a boy, period, even if it's their gay friend, because like you wouldn't get it. Versus yeah. their girlfriends, yes. they could yeah. be like, yeah. "I like, had why? this exactly thing happened to me that's never happened before. Does it happen to you? You know, yeah." What I mean? But I do think like periods are so interesting, and I think that's another thing that's like so important that we like normalize and talk about, and like even someone who like we engage in anal sex, it's like you need to normalize uh, these things. What? I do not. Okay, I'm well, joking. oh my god, problematic. Cancelled. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, like they're like period. It's like. Yeah. Why are periods gross? Why is anal sex gross? But like some dude like coming on his chest is funny. Like it's like it's like we have to be like we they're all the same. They're all just bodily fluids. Like they're all things that we all go through. And I think mm-hmm. maybe like now I'm just like, let's have some drinks tonight with our girlfriends and be like, so what's the vag <laughs> like? <laughs> yeah, like get a little anatomy lesson or something. I yeah, think. seriously. Like cause I don't know. I think you're right. Like we we it's just a part of my life that's not there. Yeah, and ignorance is not bliss. I want to know all about the wet and gushy macaroni in the pot. <laughs> um, I'm going to go into my study now. Uh, basically, 
what it was looking at was figuring out whether or not we can detect from our senses, like our sense of smell, whether a person is sexually aroused, mm. um, which I thought was interesting. So like just from smelling you, are there, I know we talk about pheromones, but I think pheromones specifically relate to the endocrine gland. But this is something that they've realized in previous research is that humans can communicate emotional states like fear and sadness via chemo signals they're called which is really interesting right so humans can pick up on emotions not necessarily just from signals in our body language and face but from these things called chemo signals so this study uh was you know heteronormative so it's uh, was looking at males detecting female arousal and basically they would smell their sweat and the three things they found was that men would prefer the scent of sexually aroused women and Mm. even if they were given multiple samples of the same woman when she was aroused versus when she wasn't, they would tend, they would prefer the ones when she was aroused. Um, and the sexually aroused samples also aroused the men more. So without them necessarily knowing if they were, you know, they were smelling a sexually like, oh my God, I got a bone bone. I don't know if it was that. And I don't exactly know how they measured that, but whether it was verbally or whether they were measuring like the male genitals or something like that. Um, And ultimately, they found that the exposure to chemo signals would increase the motivation of men to have sex. So there are all these things beyond just what we see and feel. But that's kind of the caveat. The visual cues were still the strongest. So in another experiment, they realized even when a woman was aroused, if she wasn't displaying sexual cues to a man, and that could include also like the way they were dressing or the way they were acting, like being seductive, then the men were less interested. So... All that to say is that ultimately these chemo signals that come off of us or are part of us when we're sexually aroused are likely an additional way to detect sexual arousal, yeah, it's not like, but yeah, not okay. like the way we oh, detect of it, course. right? So yeah. when you're attracted to someone, if they're giving you the body signals, the eye signals, and they're actually sexually aroused, that's probably like the the pinnacle of cueing someone. You know what I mean? So like you're saying it's like, okay, the scent wasn't it's like there's something there there's a chemo signal that allows men to sort of be like whoa i'm more turned on by this scent i don't know why yeah and well first first the men consciously would say i like the scent more they wouldn't necessarily say i'm more turned on but then in subsequent studies they realize that the men were more turned on what was this the smell of their sweat or of their like vaginal was their sweat yeah oh okay so that's what i mean it's not just to do I, i mean possibly they could measure that as well but in this study it was just generally because you're not always near the wet and gushy you know what i mean you're trying to get signals before you get to that point so this was like just oh my god i'm like literally getting turned on okay (laughs) but know what it made me curious about men uh and gay men in particular do we pick up those same signals not only from women but from other men and then Hmm. thinking of do straight men pick it up from other straight men Hmm. you know like do we all give off these signals yeah. and i would love to see a study where like you smell the sweat of it's a straight guy smelling only straight guys sweat, sweat and if they would arousal. find it more attractive or like or just like more like it more and not know when they're aroused that okay that's okay phd students take a, uh that's a <laughs> great study because that i mean obviously science is very heteronormative it's like misogynist it's heteronormative it's all the fun things that life is but it's like yeah why not why can't we just study men on men women on women it's only going to give us more insight into like like those chemo signals and how we interact as groups yeah, of people like sexuality in and of itself is maybe more enticing point blank there may be a study out there of that i i just came across this one well it's it actually i mean it's it's always really like we read 
sexual health studies all the time. And it is really sad how heteronormative so much of it is. Yeah, because I, sadly, it's still taboo to do it the other way. You yeah. Know? And, and even also, this, it was only in the one direction. Men finding women sexually attractive. Oh, my God. Wow, that's so interesting. Because that, oh, my gosh. Exactly. That's a, a gun. Which, no down. shade to the this study. You, It's smart to have one specific lens you're looking at. But it's represent. It's it's why representation matters because mm-hmm. I've I've had conversations like this with people in the science field when you're like, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, okay, but what about queer people? And then I'll, they just go like, wait, what? Because it's, like, it's it's not crossing <laughs> yeah. your mind. You're like, okay, you're I'm trying study to exclude sex. anyone. You're just yeah. thinking, hey, like, this is my experience, and now I want to uh, yeah. validate or explore a hypothesis of my experience. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's not shade. It's not like these people. It's like they a lot of the time ignorance. It's like you're just not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But that is so interesting. I've always like because even like I don't know. I'm always just like. <laughs> this is so not gross oh, but like no. no it's not gross it's actually not I'm gross scared. i love okay but like you know when you like smile your own back <laughs> like sure. like you take off your underwear and you're like yeah. i'm always like is the smell different if i've like been turned on versus I mean, if i've done exercise i imagine now yeah like I've, i just always sometimes I'm i mean like, it might that- be different for um <laughs> well no this is all about sweat so it probably is i imagine it's even different for a girl who actually gets wet there you know what i mean yeah. so that if she's actually turned on you would get a whole different scent yeah true signals and whatnot um it's so much more like interesting oh i had dicks are to so weird. totally forgot yeah <laughs> okay. no it is and i'm just like oh it's just like this like Dang, like dangles, like not the back. It's like dangle at the back of my pants. No, the front of my, the front of my pants. Imagine our dicks are where our assholes were, and our assholes were where our dicks were. <laughs> oh my god, I, mean, I love that. <laughs> Being like, come here, and like bending over and showing oh your dick. Oh, what, what, what? Okay, so yeah. that, that's some fun science about arousal. I'm trying to. I had something in my mind I wanted to say. Why? Totally Why? No, I was say just. It. I cannot remember. Say it. Cannot remember. We're turned on now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm just so excited for the new Cardi B album. Megan Thee Stallion is amazing. So is that like the that is that technically a Cardi B song? Yeah, like technically. And is that technically like? A song she released that's going to be from her next album. That's like what like people are Can't saying. See, I don't know the things. Well, no, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, that's like a. Good, it's like she doesn't have an album out. It but is like presumably it's song. like a lead single on yeah. the album. Watch the behind the scenes on YouTube. It's so good. Like it shows them with the snakes. Like it just shows like them filming the video, which actually was or it it was being filmed during the lockdown. Like they have mm. a scene where they're like, um, oh my God, like we have to try and logistically figure this whole How thing to- out. <laughs> oh like gosh. it's pretty, it's pretty wild. That's but um, you do see that Cardi B is like, she went to Megan Thee Stallion and was just like, this is a dirty song. Like I can't think of someone better to help me out. Like cause Megan Thee Stallion's so good at rapping and she's so like, like what we're talking about, she's sexually liberated and she just is like the person that Cardi B went to. So it is a Cardi B quote unquote song. Mm, okay. But I mean, they're yeah. both like, oh God, it's so good. Okay, probably gonna go after our weather this week's go watch it again. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. Okay, so that's kind of like our segment on sexual arousal, and this is our first time flipping it. So, shall we just chat about what we learned this week? Yeah. Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, I might as well go first. Is that okay. Yeah. Um, So, 
Paleontologists have made some new estimates of the real size of the megalodon. Do you know what that is? Oh, is that the one that everyone loves? The underwater huge thing? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's an extinct shark. Yeah, that's that what people, I meant. <laughs> it has become an obsession because it, you know, it's allegedly the largest shark that's ever existed. And there's movies and TV series and stuff all about it as like a prehistoric shark. Um, the problem has always been that they've only had tooth fossils to extrapolate from. So it's obviously hmm. hard to understand what it actually looked like, how big it was. Le- like they always say like they've for a long time tried to figure out its diet and that's hard enough, let alone figuring out what a tooth means for the rest of a body. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these would have lived around 23 to 3 million years ago no longer exist although there are like these conspiracies that like in Mariana's Trench there's still a megalodon. I love that of course there is. <laughs> and basically but they found the teeth fossils um, in like ancient whale fossils and stuff like that. So Wait what? Sorry. They have found these teeth in whales that are no longer alive like as fossils. Oh, you know I see. what I mean? Okay. So they have found versions of these teeth. They know these creatures existed yes. and now they've started using math- mathematical models to help predict and understand what their size actually was based on their teeth. Okay. So, um, basically they started looking into modern sharks and they're not directly related, but they do share ancestors. Okay. So like, it's not like the Megalodon is a direct ancestor of the great white shark, but they know they're similar. And basically they started looking at the psychological, not physiological characteristics, the psychological, psychological. um, (laughs) uh, sexual turning on of sharks. Uh, basically they realized this group of modern sharks that are most closely related, all follow similar and simple growth patterns. So, I didn't know this about sharks, but I guess when they're born or when they're young, they're basically like adult proportion, just small. So you know how humans, humans, I I think at a certain point probably (laughs) become that as well, but some animals vary so drastically over the course of their life. So it would be hard to predict what a baby will look like when it's an adult. But for sharks, they realized, okay, like when it's a little baby it's just gonna baby get physically bigger. Okay. <laughs> after doing all their computations and figuring this out they realized the megalodon would have been 16 meters or 52 feet wide okay which is huge and so it's twice the size of great white sharks but perhaps not as large as, as what people, people would have yeah. thought because the imagery of it that is not is, the diagrams I've but seen. it's huge so the dorsal yeah. fin itself is the size of a human basically oh god which oh would god. like if you think of that yeah, and that's not the main body so so it's five five three so it's a smaller human not no shading <laughs> one five three but um that's just like the fin on its back being the size of a human so it is still massive but sometimes when i see images of it it looks oh, like it's gosh. like the size of a those youtube field. oh the megalodon shark <laughs> like the forgotten shark it's like when you see the image like that looks like a football field it's yeah. huge yeah like did that actually exist and i just um, need a shout so out no. to my queens and my kings the blue whale uh, <laughs> which are, are actually that large whales are my favorite animal they are the largest animal to have ever existed so i think another thing know what i'm happy to be alive during the WAP coming out and the blue whale existing so for sure they're the largest to ever have existed exactly because yeah. sometimes i tell Bigger myself that like brontosaurus would be bigger but no. then i realized maybe i am really over exaggerating in my no. mind how big a brontosaurus was that is one of the like one of many reasons why i love whales but that is a like the largest I'm animal so to have ever lived on this planet that we know of is currently alive in our lifetime and it eats krill it doesn't even eat it eats <laughs> tiny little insect crustacean things like it's adorable you know what i mean like it's just like this beautiful huge thing and it doesn't even have that megalodon like horror to it it's actually it's just, just like, like nice 
Oh well, my god, I mean, it's so nice. <laughs> yes, and they like <laughs> sing to each other. No, like I honestly, I'm just like, there's so many reasons why I love Wap and Whales. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it made me think of one time we were uh, while we were camping, we were looking at these giant trees, and we were like, if a T-Rex came through those giant trees. How big relative to those trees would it be? And we had very different ideas. Remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized, I think I thought they were way bigger than they actually are. I was like, they'd be coming through and knocking the whole trees down. You're like, no, they'd be like half the size. Well, they it's Jurassic Park. And I was Park. like, you're right. Maybe it's, I've just thought they were so big. Yeah. Well, Jurassic Park was accurate. Like, from what I understand. And that's, but that's like. that's still so big. I it's picture, still big. But when you, but those you trees rewatch were it, you're really like, big. oh, it's like, you know. Those are those are really beautiful tall trees, <laughs> but yeah, no. When when Mitch did say his answer, we were like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, everyone was like, "You're dumb." I was like, "No, no." no. We're, we're like, "You're dumb," but we were just like, "Yeah, no." Like, <laughs> like it's not a dumb thing to say because we are like, like what you just said, exaggerated. About well, then I was like, "Wouldn't a brontosaurus's neck reach the top?" But it's like maybe not. Well, I think again, I was like, because that would on make it trees. like bigger than a blue whale, wouldn't it? No, 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 I don't no, know. no, no. Yeah, blue whales can be the size of football fields. Oh my god. Okay, they're not going to eat you unless <laughs> terrifying. Swim right into one. <laughs> terrifying. All right. Okay, so mine, I'm bringing us right back down. Not back. We're, I'm bringing you from the past to the pre 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 present to March of this year, actually. So this is new research that came out of the National Bureau of Economic Research. Um, and it came out in May, but it was about March. And it's found that residents of zip codes with higher Fox News viewership were less likely to follow stay-at-home orders by studying their cell phones. Okay. Whoa. Also, is this, do people, like, is this people who consent to the study, or are they just trying? No, yeah, I actually was reading it. I was like, oh, like, my God, it's millions and millions of cell phones. I'm like, I don't think anyone was consenting to that. But, yeah, if you if you think that you're not being followed on your phone, then... You're wrong. I, I guess you probably have consented secretly by c- accepting the terms. Yeah, Google's like, oh, you want this? You want to turn your phone on? Okay, press this button. And then you press <laughs> it. Um, and then the University of Chicago found that people who watch Fox News, if you were more likely to watch Tucker Carlson, who was one of the few Fox hosts who at the beginning said that there was like urgency around this pandemic and spoke more seriously about it versus someone who watched Sean Hannity, who spent weeks downplaying its severity. So both news anchors on Fox. <laughs> both, so you're watching Fox News. Okay, so we're comparing they, Fox to Fox people. Now. Yes. And yeah. they're actually able to study who they're more likely to watch. This was more. Uh, this was from surveys. Yeah. They found if you're more likely to watch Sean Hannity, the one who downplayed it, you had a 32% increase in infections <gasps> and a 23% increase in a COVID-19 related death. Oh my God, that's huge! Isn't that? Did that crazy? just come out? Yes, this is new research. Like the study just came out like two weeks ago. That's crazy because like, well then, thanks, Sean Hannity. You actually killed people, and we have numbers oh, to show you. Okay. Oh my God, not thanks. That's wait, what? No, like not thank you. Oh my God, just, just like, like you're thanks for being ignorant. So, and yes. Oh my God. So, yes, it's so it's it's just such an interesting, it's really important research to explain the importance of information. But it was actually in a larger article I was reading about disinformation. And I think this is an interesting thing to know. It's about, it's not, it's about both the left and the right. And it's this idea that, so we know that Russia meddled with the last election. Like that is a fact. We know that they were, there was a lot of these different accounts. All these things were happening to confuse people. But what they are doing is like looking back through a variety of political landscapes 
it's like the disinformation now that you have to worry about is no long like there's still things coming from Russia but there seems to be an overreaction to that a lot of people are being hired to take down these bots when there are people like Sean Hannity or the president who are actually actively engaging with disinformation that that is more dangerous now even though it might have been sowed by Russia or you know Trump might have been elected because of Russia in order to properly combat it, we have to look that the fire is coming from within the house. Mm. It's like, and what they don't necessarily think, a lot of scholars don't necessarily think Russia was trying to do this. It was just an outcome of chaos that they right. were trying to. Yeah, yeah, that chaos was the was yes. the goal. And sometimes I think, including the left, they like to say, you know, like Russia did this and this right. was their plan. It's like, that's not necessarily the case. And there's actually a famous old... Um, political scientist who says that the most powerful thing like this is like in the time of fear of communism the most powerful thing you can do to like attack russia is to have a strong society mm. where people believe and have faith and in like the trust government their leadership and trust yeah. their leadership i'm like that is so interesting it's not about yeah. cyber warfare back it's not about an attack back it's about actually you know Michelle Obama like taking the higher road or like yes. coming together and coming being together and being friend. united. Yeah. So I just think that it's as yeah, we I move think, in. I think that conversation yeah. has evolved a lot where we kind of thought and whether I don't know how much of it is true is like, okay, Russia wanted Trump to win whether or not, but it's become more clear that they just want there to be division. You yes. know? And I don't mean just Russia. Like I'm sure there's many forces as, as I'm sure America also tries to implicate other countries as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, but the goal seems to be to divide people because a country that's divided is a less successful country. Yeah. But I don't even know, again, I don't even know if that was the goal from Russia in the first place, but that was the outcome. Like that's what we've seen. True. So just, yeah, it's like if you're worried about Russian in like Interference. disinformation campaigns, it's like Sean Hannity is actually from this study had, a big, a big had enough impact to right. literally kill people because they were listening to him as he downplayed the pandemic. So fascinating article that if you want to read, who is it by? I, I really enjoyed it by Joshua Yaffa. It's called, believe it or not, how concerned should we be about online Russian manipulation? But yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. On that note, there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. Are there hoes in this house? Us, Mitch, <laughs> no, and Ernie. I know, but I'm like, I'm not a hoe. But not that there's anything wrong with being a hoe. I'm just uh, like, uh, <laughs> uh, I beg to differ, hon, and we're ending it there. <laughs> oh my God, no, okay. Well, hopefully you guys liked the new sort of format. I know it's not that different. It's just like switching things up. But like, if you absolutely hate it, you can let us know. You can tweet us or share anything with hashtag sign up podcasts or just like message us on any platform. Thank y'all for, I've been saying y'all a lot. Yeah, I know. Thank this. you all for listening. And I like it, y'all. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week for another pod. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 